Hello, friends. Welcome back to Bigger Than Me. I'm your host, Allie Hare. We're going to start out with some hot takes, which we haven't done in a while because, you know, been too busy talking about myself. But anyway, I do feel the need to report that my cat, Tuna, currently has the zoomies and it's adorable. So breaking news. First, first hot take for you today. Um, well, actually, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. I do know, I do know, I didn't put out a podcast podcast episode last week. I was sick and then, yeah, life happened last week. So I took a little break. So we're back. We're back this week. Anyway, so hot take number one, Kanye. Yay, ye, whatever. Kanye's a dick. I don't think that's breaking news. That's not really a hot take. But if you've been following the recent Kanye drama, Kanye started out, I don't know, a week week or so ago on his Twitter saying something like, I'm sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on the juice. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then Twitter, you know, just kind of left that up, left it lingering. And then a few days later, this was last week, um, he literally, literally says, what's Adidas going to do? What are they going to do? Drop me? They're not going to drop me. They can't drop me. I mean, I could say anything I want. I can be anti-Semitic all I want. I can say anti-Semitic shit all I want. They can't do shit. They can't drop me. And then everybody else started dropping Kanye, which is really cool. Like, apparently this, they had made this, like, really expensive documentary about him or something. And, like, they already pulled the plug on that. Like, his talent agency dropped him. Like, everybody started dropping him. Balenciaga dropped him. Like, Everybody was dropping him, but you know who wasn't dropping him? Adidas. And so that was, that silence was pretty, pretty loud, actually. They weren't saying anything. And then finally today, Tuesday, October, what's today, the 25th? Finally today, Adidas was like, we immediately terminated our partnership with Kanye. We do not stand for this. And it was like immediately, immediately would have been like five days ago, Adidas. But you do you. Fun fact, Adidas did supply uniforms for the Nazi party back in the day, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, you know, sooner rather than later, whatever. Proud of you guys. If you want to know more about why anti-Semitism is like kind of popular again, um, you there's a really good article on heyalma.com right now. I'll link it in the show notes. I think the title of the article, hang on, I screenshot it earlier for us, is what the hell is going on with anti-Semitism right now? Explained. From Kanye West to Adidas to the Goyam Defense League, there's a lot of highly visible anti-Semitism in the world right now. Let's talk about it by Evelyn Frick. And this was just released yesterday, October 24th. So like I said, I will link that in the show notes. But yeah, kind of terrifying. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I am not, you know, a practicing Jew. I am not a religious Jew, but I was raised Jewish. I do still celebrate some Jewish holidays. And I do, I mean, I do have a lot, a lot of pride in Jewish history, Jewish culture. I don't know. I don't explain that to anybody. But anyway, so it is kind of, you know, scary to be Jewish right now, just because, you know, there are billionaires that are like, hey, we should kill the Jews. And there are people that are standing on bridges and being like, we agree with Kanye. And that's really fucking scary. But, uh, you know, you know, yeah, check on your Jewish friends. Check on your Jewish friends. But I do realize, you know, we're not the only, we're certainly, certainly not the only 
only ones right now. There's a lot of people hurting out there, but um, not to diminish or minimize anybody's experiences. You know, I just like to be all inclusive of everybody is suffering, you know, but uh, yeah, so that was kind of terrifying. But yeah, there apparently are still people out there that just think that Jews are like, just, we just want to take over the world and like, we control everything. We control like the entire world. And like, and apparently it's like, okay to be like, you know, oh, well, anti-Semitism is bad, but the Israel-Palestine war, like, yes, I don't agree with what is Israel has done to Palestine, but I, that doesn't equal anti-Semitism is okay. And also I'm not responsible for the Israel, Israeli-Palestinian war. So moving on from that one, I'm going to tackle, wait, hang on. I had three hot takes and I felt like that was a big one I was going to start out with. Oh, the next one was just also today. I saw that Brittany Griner lost her appeal in Russia. That poor, poor fucking girl, man. I am so, so upset for Brittany Griner. Like, Oh my God, she's just wrapped up in like, in a, such a bad situation that is really has nothing to do with her. And it's so, oh my God, I'm just so heartbroken. If you don't know, Brittany Griner is WNBA star. She was overseas in Russia playing ball, playing basketball. And she forgot that she had, you know, a weed cartridge, THC cartridge in her bag, and she got caught. She got nine years in prison, and they upheld her verdict today. I do know, from what I've read, I mean, we, our, our government, our president is literally trying to do everything he can to get her out, but uh, I'm heartbroken for her. It just, oh God, it just feels like it's so much like, but also, like, why aren't, how come, how come like NBA stars, I don't ever hear of like NBA stars having to go like play overseas to make more money. I'm like, am I reading that wrong? But like, I feel like I'm always hearing of WNBA stars, like going to play overseas in the off season. Like, can we pay them more? Can we pay them more? Because I don't hear of, of you know, I don't know. You guys, I don't follow the NBA. I am going to start because I have recently taken up an interest in basketball. You guys, I've also recently slightly, slightly learned baseball. Like I could not tell you a whole fuck ton about baseball, but I have slightly learned baseball. So I'm proud of myself for that. But yeah, I don't know a whole fuck ton about basketball, but I'm just saying like, I don't see... Now that I'm recording this, literally no, no player names are, no, LeBron James. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, is Kevin Durant still playing? I don't know. Dwayne Wade, is Dwayne Wade still playing? Who knows? Now I feel old. Now I feel old. Literally, literally, he's from Charlotte and I cannot think of his name to save my absolute life right now. Come on, Allie. Come on, Allie. You can do this. You can do this. Don't Google it. Don't fucking google it you got this you can think of it you can think of it what is it curry curry steph curry nope yep mm -hmm. anyway his brother's playing too right yeah who am i i'm talking to myself i'm always talking to myself <laughs> steph curry i can't think 
Listen, the last time I went to a basketball game, I'm pretty sure I saw Muggsy Bogues, Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson. So forgive me. Anyway, so Kyrie Irving. There's another one. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Lynn Sanity. That's not a that's not a name, but like that's <laughs> that is my very limited knowledge of basketball. Other than Kobe Bryant, obviously, but like I also obviously know that he's not playing basketball. Moving on. So yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't see them having to go play overseas to make a little bit more, you know, living money. So maybe play, play, maybe pay WNBA players more money. Okay, here's my third hot take. I moved on from that a little, I don't know, insensitively. I don't know. Anyway, my heart is broken for Brittany Griner. I really, 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 really feel, feel like this should be like a top priority kind of thing. But also, I just, God, I can't, I, I just, I don't want to, but like, I just cannot imagine what she's going through over there. Okay, so moving on. So here's my third hot take. And I feel like I'm going to piss some people off with this, but here we go. Number one, I have to say, I am not a Swifty. Like, I am not a like, oh my God, oh my God, like, I, 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 I cannot eat or sleep until she releases her next single or, or are we tuning in for primetime? Are we tuning in for Taylor Swift? I was tuning in for primetime. I, I, I think she's great. I think she's talented. I think she's very talented. I think that she, I mean, she's got some catchy ass songs, man. Like I, I'm a fan. I'm here for it, but I am not like a, I, you know, eat, sleep, breathe Taylor Swift. Like some people do. I'm just, I'm an email girl. But anyway, so I know that, that Taylor Swift released her Midnight album, I think it was last week. And Gabriel, Gabriel, my Gabriel, he texted me last week and he was like, okay, so I know that you're not like a total Swifty, but I think you should listen to Antihero. So I immediately went on to Spotify and looked it up and I listened to it. And I am one of those, like I, the first time I listened to a song, I want to, I want to see the lyrics. Unfortunately, they were not on Spotify. So I had to listen to it a couple of times. Really I immediately kind of identify with the song. I really liked the song. It was very catchy, but I identify with the lyrics. I liked the way, yeah, I liked all of it. It was very catchy. The whole, you know, <laughs> hi, you know, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah, I, I identify. That resonated with me, okay? <laughs> Let's be honest. But then I saw, you know, I saw the Twitter avalanche of the music video. And I didn't, I hadn't seen the music video, you know, apparently everybody stayed up until midnight for this release or whatever. I don't know. Everybody saw, I still have not watched the entire music video, but I did watch this clip. During the music video, there's like a good tailor and a bad tailor, or there's like a, a mean, or a mean tailor or whatever. During the video, there's a scene in Taylor's bathroom where Taylor is standing on a scale, like a weight scale. And mean Taylor is standing beside her, like yelling at her or being, you know, being mean to her. And Taylor, the nice Taylor or whatever, looks down at the scale and it just says fat. And so Taylor is getting absolutely vilified on Twitter. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. So 
Taylor Taylor's been very open, and especially I think again I've not I've not listened to the whole album, but I guess in being very very raw and vulnerable with this album, from what I've what I've read, she has been very open about struggling with an eating disorder and body dysmorphia and things like that. I in no way mean to diminish that in any way whatsoever. No one's no one's experience with that should be diminished in any way whatsoever. But that's where I'm going to stop with that. Unfortunately, this is, it's, it's honestly, it's kind of disappointing. It's kind of disappointing. I think it's mostly disappointing because it's now what that came out on Thursday of last week. So now it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, five days later. You guys, I literally just counted on my hands like a five-year-old, but it's now five days later. And this could have easily been edited out by it could have easily been edited out, could have been changed. Because and I'm gonna I'm gonna cover a couple of things here, but the number one thing that I wanna get out is that yes, I I do understand that that we were all raised in a society obsessed with thinness, obsessed with not being fat. Okay. I totally, totally understand that. A hundred percent, okay. We, whether, whether you are thin, whether you are fat, whether you're in between, whatever, we all were raised in a society that told us that thin equals good and fat equals bad. I get that, okay? But as a celebrity and as a thin white woman with a massive platform, you just stood in front of the world and said your worst nightmare was being fat, your worst fucking nightmare was being fat. That's where I have an issue. That's where I have an issue because it's still the word fat. Because there are so fucking many fat people out here. There's so many of us. There's so many of us, okay? You don't actually mean fat. I, I, I promise you don't. You don't actually mean my worst nightmare is being fat. Your worst nightmare, I hate to break it to you, is being treated the way fat people are treated. I'll, I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute. Mind blown. I know. I know. Take, take all the time you need. Pause this. Come back to it. I understand. It's mind blowing shit. Your worst fear is being treated the way fat people are treated. Your worst fear is being treated the way that society has always told you fat people should be treated or the way movies have treated fat people, the way media has treated fat people, the way Tyra Banks has treated fat people, the way the fashion industry has treated fat people, the way the diet industry has treated fat people, the way the medical industry has treated fat people, the way that that fat phobia is rooted in racism and and I can't. Whew, your girl's getting angry. Your girl's getting angry. Again, I'm not trying to vilify Taylor. This is a much bigger issue than Taylor. But Taylor has a massive fucking platform and she needs to do better. Okay? She needs to do better and this could have been edited by now. You're not afraid of being fat. You're afraid of being told that you're unlovable. You're undesirable. You're unwanted. You're not worthy. You're stupid. You're lazy. You're a piece of shit. You're... You're not good enough for the world out there. If you're listening to this and you you don't 
don't live in a in a large body. I you're not I mean, you're not the enemy. I swear to God, like that's not that's not my intention here. My intention here is to be brutally honest and brutally painfully vulnerable right now, which has always been hard for me. But I tiptoe around a lot of stuff for kind of self-preservation. And I'm just <sighs> I'm going to try my hardest here. If you don't know what it's like to walk into a restaurant and be like, well, probably not going to be able to eat here because they don't have chairs that my huge ass can fit in, right? Or <laughs> walk into a restaurant that your friends got there five minutes before you did and they sat down in a booth and you have to decide if you're brave enough to say, hey, <laughs> I can't sit in that booth with you guys. Can we move to another table? Or do everything you can to squeeze <laughs> to squeeze into that booth without looking like it fucking hurts and it's not super embarrassing. That's just one of so many examples I can give you. So many examples I can give you. But it is, it's, it's still kind of painfully embarrassing. It's still kind of painfully embarrassing because the world out there, the world outside of my super comfy safe space I'm here on my couch is still not built for bigger people. And the thing is, is that you can say all you want. Oh, well, why don't you just go on a diet? Why don't you just lose weight? Okay. Here's another thing is that Again, yes, I'm not diminishing anybody's anybody's experience with eating disorders or body dysmorphia or anything anything like that. I should have put a massive trigger warning at the beginning of all of this. I'm so sorry. But the problem is, is that the way that eating disorders are represented in the media and in the news, you guys don't know that that there are so many people that exist in larger bodies that also have eating disorders that also are in recovery from eating disorders, that have recovered into larger bodies, who started in larger bodies and recovered into larger bodies. There are very few people that start in smaller bodies and recover into smaller bodies. Like, do you understand that? But the media shows you that eating disorders are just... extremely thin white women. So again, I'm not vilifying Taylor. I really do love her message. I really appreciate her vulnerability. I can absolutely sympathize and empathize with her struggles. And I can absolutely understand the fear of being called fat because I spent 33 years. Well, I'll take out my baby years. Okay. I spent something like 30 years whatever, being terrified to be called fat because of what that word meant. But the thing is, is that the, the plus size community, the fat community, we've been taking that word back for quite some time now. So I do think it is a bit tone deaf. It's a bit tone deaf. It could have been edited out by now. And I just think your platform is too big to tell people that your worst nightmare is being fat. Just use the words, use the actual words. The words 
the unworthy, unlovable, undesired, unwanted, stupid, lazy, all those words. I'm going to say them again because that is how we've always been treated. You're terrified of being fat because of what comes along with it. Like our <laughs> people are collectively getting bigger and bigger, but spaces are not getting spaces aren't changing. They're not changing. Yeah, that's that's as far as that's as far into that as I can go right now. But I will go further into that on another episode. Again, that is a very vulnerable place for me. That is a very yeah, there's still people in my life that I literally have not said, you know, out loud to their faces. Hey, I can't go to that restaurant with you because their chairs don't work for me. But yeah, now I'm putting it out on a podcast. So that's terrifying. Yeah. So anyway, those I'm wrapping up those as my hot takes for the week but yeah I do still really fucking like that song I think it's a great song I had a whole bunch of stuff typed up written out whatever for my episode for last week but I kind of want to share what I did over the weekend so unfortunately I had a a death in my family very 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 sweet 90 year old woman named Libby she she had she had one of the best smiles hands down one of the best smiles I've ever seen. I've ever seen. And I don't think I ever, I can't think of a single time that I didn't see her smile the entire time I knew her. And I mean, she, I knew her my whole life. She was not my grandma. She was my cousin's grandma. So you know how like, you know, you all share. <laughs> I feel like this is really complicated to explain and it's not complicated to explain. But for some reason, my brain has had a hard time explaining it this week. It's just been, I've just been frazzled this week. But anyway, it's my cousin's grandma. So they are my cousins on my mom's side of the family, my mom's younger sister. It is my mom's younger sister's mother-in-law. So it is their grandma on their dad's side. But I did grow up with this very sweet woman. And I was actually at her husband's funeral when I was very young. So when she passed away last week, I felt that I wanted to be there for her funeral. And I also just, I felt I really needed to be around my family, my my mom's side of the family. I really, I really missed them. They were kind of all, were kind of all spread across, across the U.S. Well, not as spread as we used to be. We we were all like up and down the East Coast and then Texas and then California. And then all three of my guy cousins, Justin, Seth, and Josh, were all out in California at one point. But now I guess it's just Justin out in California. But anyway, so Justin was here and I didn't know that Josh was going to be there, but Josh was there. So some of them, like I hadn't seen Justin in like seven years, I think. And then I hadn't seen the rest of them since our wedding in 2019. So anyway, it was just, I hadn't seen them in so long. And then admittedly, I needed, I needed that road trip. Yeah. So we actually, (laughs) I actually, I'm not even going to pretend that this was a group decision. I actually decided I needed a road trip. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I have been, I've been struggling. I've been struggling with my mental health. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I have been struggling and I needed, 
I needed this road trip. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but if not, a lot of my childhood was spent on the road. We, uh, you know, I, I, I grew up here in, in South Carolina. I was raised in South Carolina, but every summer we, we went out to New Jersey, went back up to New Jersey to spend, to spend time with my mom's side of the family. Well, actually, when we were younger, like much younger, both sides of the family were out there. My, my dad's side of the family and my mom's side of the family. Everybody was up there. But yeah, we would, I mean, we would make that trip. God, when we were younger, I would say, I would say maybe three times a year. We would go during the summer, at least once during the summer. I feel like we went for most Thanksgivings. We would go to my Aunt Stacy's house. I don't know. And maybe in like spring, like spring break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, God, I feel like we were out there all the time. And like my grandparents lived up there. But anyway, so like that, that road trip, like back and forth to New Jersey is like super, super like familiar to me, super nostalgic for me. So I needed to take that road trip. Again, if you've listened to past episodes, I've been, I've been kind of stuck. I've been stuck. I've been stuck on the bad stuff. I've been stuck on the bad stuff. I'm not minimizing. I'm not, I'm not minimizing. I'm not, you know, oh, well, you know, could have been so much worse or, or other people had it so much worse. I'm not, I'm not minimizing any of the bad stuff. I just, I've only been able to think about the bad stuff and I needed to remember some of the good stuff. Because there was good stuff. And some of those road trips were really fucking good stuff. So I decided I needed to take that road trip. Now, I was being very stubborn. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care if if Daryl can't go with me, if, if my sisters can't go with me. Like, if nobody can go with me, I am going to New Jersey by myself. Um, I also may or may not have, like not really asked until kind of last minute. And I was like, okay. But anyway, I was just being very stubborn and I was working through some things in my head. But anyway, long story short, Daryl and I wound up taking that road trip together. And yes, crazy people. We drove up Saturday, got in the car Saturday morning, drove up Saturday, 10 hour trip, got into our Airbnb Saturday night in Brigantine, Brigantine Beach, which is right outside of Atlantic City, like literally from our little Airbnb, you could still see like the lights from Atlantic City from the, the casinos. The uh, my friend, my friend called it the uh, the Vegas of the East Coast. But anyway, so God, it was so cute. It was like the cutest little beach town. It was so quiet, but there was a Wawa. So I was very happy, very, very happy. And bagels. That's really all you need to keep a Jewish girl happy. Cheat code for anybody trying to date a Jewish girl. Um, but, uh, so checked into our Airbnb and then Sunday was the funeral. So Sunday we got to, you know, see everybody, spend time with everybody. It was a beautiful service. Oh my God. It was so cool. I mean, not so cool, but I didn't realize that the rabbi who did the service on Sunday was the rabbi who did my grandmother Shiva. And I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, but I'm going to share it with you now. Okay, so I will apologize in advance. I probably will butcher this, but you weren't there, so you wouldn't actually know. So I take that back. So like I said, 
when my grandpa when my grandmother passed away in 2013 he did he did her shiva and he told this story now i will preface this by saying that i don't you know again i'm not very i'm not very religious so i don't really you know i don't know what i believe in as far as like what happens after death heaven and hell i don't know i don't know but he told this story i thought it was super beautiful and he took it started out with water bugs hear me out okay it started out with water bugs and there were these two water bugs and they were swimming along in some sort of water and they're just you know talking about their day and their lives i don't know very philosophical things for water bugs i guess and every now and then they would see one of their water bug friends you know climbing up the i don't know grass or vines that are growing out of the water yeah he was much more eloquent i promise you this okay but <laughs> every now every now and then they see one of these bugs climbing out and you know they say goodbye to them and everything and they always promise that that uh, you know once they get above the surface they'll they'll come back and tell them you know what they see and how it is and then you know the two water bugs the two you know little friends they 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 made a remark that you know they they always say they'll come back and they never do but they that's what they always talk about you know they wonder they wonder what's out there so you know one day comes along and one of the friends says you know I think I think today I'm gonna I'm gonna go up above the surface and he's like oh, okay but he says I promise you I I promise I promise I promise I'm I'm gonna come back and tell you what's out there and he's like okay yeah yeah please do so he you know he climbs up to the little water vine grass <laughs> thing and goes up above the surface and it's beautiful it's beautiful and he sprouts sprouts wings what i don't know in this story he becomes a dragonfly okay i don't know the anatomy of a water bug or a dragonfly so don't quote me on this in this story he evolves into a dragonfly and he begins to fly and he's he's just i mean trees and and lakes and and birds and just all this nature and and beauty and it's incredible it's amazing it's wonderful and he's just taking it all in and and just enjoying it and just feels like oh my god this is just i mean this is paradise and he goes back he goes back to to tell his friend what he sees but when he goes back, he realizes that now he's that he's a dragonfly. He can't he can't go back under the water. He can't go back under the water. So as much as he wants to go back and and he wants to tell his friend everything and 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 be with his friend and and see his friend, he he can't go back. So that's always been a really that that story just stuck with me. And so it was really incredible to to see this rabbi again and actually get to talk with him for a minute and thank him for that story. It's always stuck with me. So dragonflies are kind of a big thing for me now. After uh, after my grandmother's funeral, my my mom bought us all these um, bracelets that had a little dragonfly charm on them. And actually, my bracelet broke just like a month or two ago. So I'm on the hunt for a new dragonfly dragonfly bracelet, and I can't find the one that I want. <laughs> So, but then she also got us these like Christmas tree ornaments, which this whole episode has been about how, you know, <laughs> I'm a Jew, but I'll celebrate Christmas. But yeah, these Christmas tree ornaments that are dragonflies. And I'm actually on November 4th, I am getting a tattoo 
that has a dragonfly in it. It's actually a Harry Potter tattoo because your girl loves some HP. And it's going to be like a Harry Potter wand. And then there's going to be like kind of like bluish white, like smoke kind of wrapping around the wand and coming out like a Patronus charm. And my fellow Potterheads will get this. And then into my Patronus, which is a dragonfly. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. It was a great road trip. It was a great road trip. I got to go through tunnels, which I love tunnels, you guys. I don't know why, but ever since I was a kid, I love tunnels. Got to go over the Delaware Memorial Bridge. I actually hate bridges, but I love the Delaware Memorial Bridge. I think it's just because, again, a nostalgia thing. I got Twizzlers because... Whenever we took road trips with my mom, we always had Twizzlers in the car. And spoiler alert, Twizzlers actually aren't that good. <laughs> but I got a whole pack of Twizzlers because as a kid, I thought the Twizzlers were so fucking good. And yeah, now I have a whole pack of Twizzlers that I don't know what I'm going to do with. So if you live in the greater Charlotte region and you like Twizzlers, hit me up. But uh, yeah, I went to Wawa so many times. I came home with so many bagels. I'm going to eat the hell out of those bagels all week long, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Stoked about it. But yeah, it was a really great road trip. It helped me remember a lot of good things. And it was really, really, really good to see my family. So yeah, I will next week. Next week, I'll catch you up on the shit that, that I was going to tell you last week. So anyway, you want to find me, you know where to find me. You can find me on Instagram at bigger than me pod or at lights camera alley you can find me there give me a follow or email me at bigger than alley at gmail.com wherever you get your vo vod podcast please like please follow please whatever please rate and review the more you rate and review the more my podcast gets pushed out so i appreciate you guys so much oh my god i'm starting a class tonight you guys i'm starting an online class it's like a comedy writing class so i can learn how to fucking do this better. So wish me luck. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big girl. Got a big personality, but this shit bigger than me. <laughs> Bye guys.